Hi, I'm Sade. And for the second time, <laughs> I'm Christian. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 165 of Shades of Brown. We had a bit of a audio hijack issue, which is the, which is actually a unique, uh, event in this history of this podcast is that audio hijack decided to have a, have a, uh, have a, a computer moment. Uh, yeah, like it's, it's, uh, it, been, it crashed you know, on me. We had to restart this recording. Me, right? uh, it happens. Happens at least we, it was ten minutes in and not not thirty minutes in, which would have been much worse. So we 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 will start again. Uh, so I it, I was well, how did I start? Uh, I said uh, you were fondling your PSP. Is what you were doing. And I was not forming my PSP. I was I was mentioning. I guess we were we this episode we're going to talk about uh, two new portable video game console and uh, i was talking about the history of the sort of the portable market before before the switch which would have been the uh obviously the nintendo console but also the sony psp right and the ps vita uh the psp which was very successful and the ps vita not so much right uh and sony decided to exit the market which left nintendo as the only only pers- only company making a portable video game console yeah basically so sony sony sort of stopped making game consoles c- for for the portable market because they thought there were no money in it and then they decided to make two thousand dollar android phones and for some reason i've continued to make those when they don't want to make like, another I, I, Vita. I, I don't i have no idea how that works because i would imagine they're just separate companies and uh, the the stuff that's happening there is completely. But but I mean the thing is though you got to think about it though like someone at PlayStation is like why can't we make another Vita if they made another Xperia Pro, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's a little bit a little bit sad. Uh, so we're going to start off with the with the with the Nintendo uh, Switch OLED uh, announcement that uh, the Nintendo made, and I think before we do we need to like sort of set the stage for this announcement which is that the preceding like months to to this announcement there was a bloomberg article right as always with these bloomberg articles uh there was a bloomberg article with a rumor about a switch a new switch SKU, a new switch hardware model uh that was going to be announced and and the rumor was that it was going to have a new display and the there was speculation in that particular rumor that it was there was a possibility of of the games running at 4K or because there was supposedly an up, uh, like some sort of hardware upgrade that that was speculated which is which which led to everybody just assuming because Bloomberg's rumors are usually like pretty good right like they're pretty Especially for outside of Nintendo, right? Like Mark Gurman shit's usually on the point, right? You know, he's usually not wrong. On point, right? So Bloomberg is usually a pretty reliable source for this kind of industry rumor, right? But the speculate, like people didn't understand that was not part, like the 4K part was not part of the rumor itself. It was somebody, like a source speculating, right? Like a source speculating what the hardware might do, like what it could possibly do, not what it was going to do. So people just sort of ran with the speculation there as fact. And everybody thought we were going to get a quote-unquote Switch Pro SKU, right? A Switch Pro SKU that would have a new GPU and a new CPU with a new screen, right? Would be able to run games at uh, higher frame rates and higher resolutions. And and funnily enough, there were people who were speculating that because in, like Nintendo 
uses NVIDIA's uh, silicon, that there was going to be the possibility of DLSS being available to Nintendo and to Nintendo game de- people who develop for the Nintendo Switch. So video games could use DLSS functionality to run games at, like, you know, higher... Like, you could use DLSS and all of the features of DLSS, which is, as you can confirm, is is the most hilarious speculation slash rumor that could possibly i mean i mean it may come right like at some point but but the thing you the thing you have to know about like products is nvidia would wants dlss on the switch they probably want all of it right they want ray tracing they would love all of it because they could push their proprietary proprietary apis right for pc porting it just makes you know them more sticky for hardware but but getting it down onto that chip and getting it to run well is a different story because the fact of on pc land nothing below a 3060 has it right when i would say once we see like probably i was probably say next gen video cards when you see like the 1660 ti right or the 16 the lower end models have turing in it no no okay i should correct you i should cor- i should correct you if you if dlss will run on anything uh that has the rtx uh, in the model name so rtx 2060 and onwards uh so rts 2060 well there's still no like 1660 equivalent right for that low of no, no no I, that's what i'm saying if you have a geforce like gtx 1660 ti that is not going to run the the G, the dlss uh hardware because and or the or the ray tracing rtx because it doesn't have the requisite hardware cores tensor cores or whatever nvidia calls them right like it doesn't have the hardware okay i guess that kills my theory yeah because my theory was like once they start putting in the lower end pc cards then it probably is viable right to start thinking about putting in a switch style mobile soc gpu just because like these i mean the like the 2080 ti you have these run these are super power hungry components these are not something that scales down to Nintendo's four ten watt power envelope. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I mean, the twenty eighty Ti is is very power hungry. I mean, even the thirty thirty eighty and the thirty eighty Ti are power hungry, right? Like it's those are those are like meant to be desktop GPUs, right? And even the laptop SKUs for that are slightly lower power hungry, like SKUs, right? So like those chips are not meant for for anything that is this small right at this form factor uh, this this form factor will have to be something like a new iteration of the tegra model right like a te- new tegra chip with a, a little bit of like extra juice on it right like not 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 something that would not not a gpu that would be in in a desk uh so it's a, it's a completely different sort of form factor like heat considerations and all that right uh so it, it's not it's not that so dlss is not not happening <laughs> not yet uh so this new switch oled uh model that they announced which is this is just called the nintendo switch oled model which is the most nintendo thing possible uh they just actually the fact that they didn't call it new nintendo switch model with oled is actually more surprising it is just it's just yeah. and they just dropped a video for this like they just like there wasn't even a nintendo director or anything they just had like a video just uploaded to their to their youtube channel with the announcement like it was not a big deal like they just you know to nintendo it was just like well it's just another day like they just upload a new video uh with with the announcement so we have uh, a, a nintendo uh oled model it is coming in october october 8 2021 for an msrp of 350 us dollars uh so first things first as the name suggests uh this particular model of the nintendo switch comes with an uh oled screen uh a seven seven inch is it seven inch seven yeah seven inch yep seven inch um rigid oled and 
because I've done this already, I'm going to even abbreviate it even more than the last time. But here are the differences between OLED panels. Quicker than I even gave my last quick synopsis that no one heard because my audio recording program crashed and I'm absolutely not upset about. Not at all. But... <laughs> Rigid OLED is cheaper. Um, soft OLED is what expensive phones like the iPhone, Samsung Galaxy phones, and your nice LG screens use. Soft means, as you imagine, malleable. It can be bendable, right? Like, you know, iPhone technically display curves under itself through just the bezels. Samsung does something similar. Those kind of things you can get with soft OLED. It being more malleable means that it is more durable because on impact, due to that malleability, it does not shatter. The crystals do not die as quick as a rigid OLED panel. Nintendo, of course, buys only cheap components. So they would not put a soft OLED screen in there, honestly. And um, to, to make the joke again that we made before, uh, it does not. Does it really matter what kind of quality screen you have in a Switch if all the games run at five forty p when you're trying to play Xenoblade Chronicles? Exactly. I it's it's not. I like it's it has to be a decent quality display to have enough brightness and whatnot. But like, uh, it it's. It doesn't have to be the best display, and I think Nintendo knows that, and everybody, everybody, like nobody is particularly like going to be looking for an extremely good quality OLED display here. I mean, I would hope it is a decent OLED panel, not a, not a completely trash one, but yeah. But I hope it is not green. So there's a thing with some OLED screens where when you get them dark, they go green, and there's also other things where in lower brightnesses, right? I think I told you about for the iPhone, I can notice it. They flicker. Yeah, jelly scrolling and the flickering. I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I don't notice the uh, uh, jelly scrolling because I feel like this is one of those things that if you do notice it, uh, it's, it's not great. Uh, but yes, all the panels have weird sort of idiosyncrasies, like sort of those things that can happen with OLED displays. Uh, so there is the OLED. The other new thing, part of the hardware is the new kickstand. Uh, it is a wider model. Like it is, it covers the, the width, like the width of the, this, I guess, like this hardware. Like the base of it. Yeah. Like the base of this. Yeah. Sans the, uh, the base, the base of it. Sans the, obviously the, obviously the Joy-Cons are not covered by it because Joy-Cons are removable as always. Uh, so it basically, it's, it's, it looks much sturdier than the current. No, no. You know what it looks like? It looks to, to, to quote, our 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 good friend and colleague Panos Panay. It looks lappable, right? You know, he used to call the surfaces, right? The lappability oh, of no. a surface. Oh, yeah, it looks like a surface <laughs> surface, uh, like the, the aluminum or whatever they use in the surfaces for this kickstand. I never liked the uh, surface kickstand for for FYI. I don't think it's particularly lappable. Really, even the ones that are like fully articulate and you can like do any angle. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't think I have the. I have the Surface Pro three. Oh, the four. Yeah, the four is when uh, added like the full full articulation to it. So you haven't used yours. Yeah, was one that yeah. locked I didn't in have place. The, yeah, it, well, mine was. It was not. It was not good. Uh, this looks better for the purposes of what it does. Is is for people who put this on the table and are play games on it. Right? Like, which is the who does that? Who who puts in the tabletop mode? Nobody does this, but that was that is the thing that Nintendo is trying to encourage more people to do with a better one of these. Right, the one that it's there now with the existing uh, Switch uh, Switch model is bad. Like it's a flimsy little like a single strip of of plastic that just like feels like it's just gonna break off at any point, and so therefore nobody uses it. Uh, so I'm just glad that they're you know making sort of small quality of life improvement there that have a better kickstand. So that's that's that is good. Uh, what else? So we have a new dock, right? Uh, this is this is going to be important because the the, the new dock 
uh, features uh, a fully removable backlight, uh, and it also has uh, for for the Nintendo, I guess, admitting that their Wi-Fi chip in the sh- is is sh- t- trashed here is that they put a wired LAN port. What? Who called this a LAN port in, in the year of a Lord 2021? Like, honestly, <laughs> like, who the fuck calls it a... What is this, the early 90s? Like, who the fuck calls it a LAN port? Like, honestly, just call it an Ethernet like, port like everybody else. Like, I, I nobody calls it a LAN port, bro. Nintendo's still stuck in the early 2000s. Like, I, I don't... You know what's more You know what's more upsetting? We, we don't know if it's gigabit or 1000. And the problem is, because it's Nintendo, there's a good chance it's probably fucking 1000, right? <laughs> Look, I was I was mad when Apple announced that a new Apple TV and it had a hundred megabit port on it, like, and that's an Apple TV, and like, and I was just like, come on, man! Like at this point, gigabit ports are like dirt cheap. Like it's like controllers for them, like whatever the hardware you need for the Ethernet is just like it's so commonplace. Like economies of scale mean that like it's actually probably cheaper to make a gigabit port happen than a, than a hundred megabit port because hundred megabit ports are becoming rarer. Only certain devices still have 100 megabit ports anymore. So, like, just, if it is this, if we don't know if it is a gigabit port and because there, the hardware is, no, is not in anybody's hands yet, uh, nobody can confirm or deny and Nintendo, obviously, is not uh, forthcoming to the details of the speed of the gigabit, uh, oh, sorry, of the, of the, of the, "Quote unquote land port." Uh, God, I, that terminology is just so old school. I, I don't even. But yeah, so there's the there's the Ethernet port in here. Um, it's it's it takes the spot of there was a I think before there there was another USB. It was port. it was the only USB three point one enabled port. The other two are USB two. Right. There was a USB three three. Uh, there was a blue blue port as I call them, like a blue colored port to differentiate it from the other USB ports. Well, there was a because I know my my the one that I have right now has a like a like a USB 3.0 to Ethernet dongle connection. So I'm I'm like okay. So I, jokes aside about the, the 100 megabit versus the gigabit, I'm I'm glad that there is a wireless port on the dock. I think that just makes it a better experience overall for people who are going to like use you're going to have this dock and and their home near near like their their entertainment center where there's possibility obviously of ethernet ports ethernet cabling being present uh and being able to use the switch in ethernet without having a dongle is uh is a nice i mean it just it just gets more flexibility right because the thing with the switch is you don't necessarily need to have the dock hooked up to the tv right it could just be your charging station so you could like Say, for example, you live in an apartment and you never actually use it on a TV, you could still have it like close to your router, right? You know, and just use it for charging. But when you're charging it, hey, cloud backups, if you um, unfortunately give Nintendo money for Nintendo Online, please don't do that. But cloud backups and game downloads, like, you know, you just, it's a little more seamless, right? Yeah, game downloads, right? Like, if you, if, if you feel just like, if you're just gonna like start a download and then put it, put it down on the dock to, to make sure it goes like at the fastest speed possible, right? Like to, to avoid it congesting. Yeah, your, just, it's uh, all Wi-Fi flexibility. Bandwidth. All flexibility but with it's it. It's flexibility. Um, I, it's, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that it, and for people who do use it more as a home console, right? Uh, more as a sort of like docked and connected to a TV. Uh, for people, especially who play a lot of, uh, online, online games on the Switch, um, maybe it's, it's gonna be a better experience if you can connect to the, to the, to the Ethernet, the Ethernet network. Splatoon, and Smash Bros is gonna be way better Splatoon, on this. Smash, yeah. Well, until you get into uh, a bad like, lobby yeah. of a bunch of kids who are using Wi-Fi at a McDonald's on their Switch lights, <laughs> then it all goes to hell. Then it all goes to hell because it's peer to peer. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, uh, 
with small steps here for Nintendo. Uh, so yeah, we have the Wireland port, which is which is a big deal for me personally. I'm, I'm you can buy it separately too. You can buy it separately. Which I can buy the dock separately, which. Listen to me, like I, I'm considering it, but also I don't want to give Nintendo more money. Um, so you know, I, I don't, I don't particularly, I'm, I don't use the Switch much myself. It's actually sitting in the living room. My brother uses it sometimes to play Mario Kart. Uh, so I am not particularly enthused about buying new hardware for a console I don't personally use that much. But I will buy it just to get rid of a dongle. You know, like that's that's that by itself. I mean, hey, that's why I got the Mac Mini, right? <laughs> that's why I got the Mac Mini. That this is I'm at no dongle life. <laughs> Listen, you gotta you gotta respect the ports. The ports are important. Yeah, it's all about the ports. God, stop. Although, speaking about ports, we before we move on to the next bit of it, I do want to talk about HDMI on the dock because there's a couple rumors about this. So there is no upscaling hardware. Um, because that's one of the rumors that it might not be DLSS, but they could at least put like a hardware upscaler, right? So, you know, just do like nearest neighbor scaling from so it can output at 4K. Because that's still a cleaner image than letting your TV do upscaling. Because if you send your TV a 1080p signal, it'll do two things, right? It'll display it in like a 1080p frame buffer and just squish the pixels out, right? So you get four pixels for one that the TV that the input signal sends, which is blocky. Or you could try to rely on your TV's built-in upscaler, which, depending on the manufacturer, right, might just introduce input latency. So you can have zero latency hardware scalers, right? Just like little chips on the board that'll just take the signal, right? And just, you know, nearest neighbor scale it or whatever, like a little FPGA chip. And the hope was they would do that at the very least. You can get native 4K output. So even if it's not 4K rendering, it's still a cleaner image than what you get right now with the Switch. They didn't do that. There is a rumor that this is going to be HDMI 2.0 instead of 1.4, which is important if Nintendo plans on using this dock design for the future. Because if it is USB 3 Gen 2.2 Super Speed, or it would display port, whatever the fuck it's called, then you can carry, um, because you can. You can either two ways. You can um, actively convert it, or this is actually what Macs do, by the way. If you use USB-C to HDMI to a monitor, it actually uses the DisplayPort alt mode over that. So it actually sends a DisplayPort signal, even though you're using USB cable, because um, there is like an HDMI alt mode for it, but that's a whole separate conversation. Nothing to do with this. But So you can do, though, you can do converting, though, from DisplayPort to like an HDMI compatible signal and stuff like that. So even if Nintendo is using DisplayPort for this, if you have like an HDMI 2.0 port, you can carry the bandwidth needed for a 4K60 image. Which is not needed for right now, but that would mean some that at least in the in the future they would be releasing a Switch model that could output if you not even run, but at least output 4K. So that's what I'm curious about, right? What version of HDMI is the port and the controller on this dock? Sure, that's that's going to be one of those things that going to need testing from people for sure, right? Like to to figure out what's going on there. There is another little bit of an upgrade here, I guess, is the, the, the internal uh, storage has been upgraded from 32 gigabytes on the current Switch and Switch Lite to 64 gigabytes, which I don't think is insignificant. But I mean, does it does it matter if you double the storage space if it's still EMMC? Yeah, I mean, it's still EMMC and EMMC storage is trash. Uh, but people, people are going to buy this and people... Uh, it, it just means that you don't have to immediately worry about running out of storage space from one game. Uh, so I, I, I think, I think it's overall a good thing, even if it is, you know, shitty EMMC, 
right? Like it's still a, like more storage in general. That's that's whatever. Uh, apparently, if there's going to be better audio from the system onboard speakers, like that's another one of those things that it, that does does doesn't mean anything. Like it, who, like I, <laughs> yeah. My my hot take on this, this is purely speculation. Is that what they're probably doing with the speakers? Is so what phones do now? They actually put foam balls in the speaker chambers um, because physics is weird. It makes it louder and clearer because they the sound like bounces off the foam balls okay. when it exited out. Sure. Like if you cut open an iPhone speaker, you will see little foam balls in there, and it, and it, Samsung does it too. So my my theory is Nintendo is just putting foam balls in there and giving it like a wider like a wider um, you know speaker hole on the bottom of it for more sound to get out, and that would give a fuller sound profile. If if you are using this in portable mode, like uh, please do not use. The speakers on it on a bus or whatever, please spare your fellow passengers. Please use a USB C dongle to to um to to please just use the headphones. Like just plug in headphones, please. Just do not do not use the speakers. I can speak about headphones. Guess what this still doesn't have? No Bluetooth audio. And now I get it. Bluetooth audio is bad for latency, but for convenience, like come on, right? It's be- for convenience, come on, bro. Like Bluetooth headphones are popular. Like they're like people have Bluetooth headphones more and honestly, with the frame rate, a lot of Switch games run out in portable. Like, come on. Is, is, there, is that really the main source of latency in your headphones? <laughs> uh, there is going to be two color configurations, right? Uh, for this, uh, for this new hardware uh, SKU is going to be a one, uh, there's going to be two, one with two white Joy Cons and a white dock and one with the uh, red and blue Joy Cons and a black dock. Uh, so, you know, there is going to be two options here. I, I mean, this is whatever. This is just—it's—it's. It's, I would assume the black and white is just like if you're just gonna buy whichever one matches your current like decor. I guess like, it's not a. No, you're gonna buy whichever one's in stock. Let's get something correct. <laughs> uh, that, yes, all right, 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 of course. Like, you're gonna buy whichever one you can fucking get, right? Like you're not gonna like, if you, if you're in a store and like you're like look like there's one Nintendo. Uh, switch OLED model on on the shelf, and it's it's like the one that you didn't want, like the color that you didn't want. You're just gonna still buy it because who knows when uh, when you you're gonna get another model. Like so, like yeah, you're gonna you're gonna buy whichever one you can get. Well, I mean, I should be I should not joke about that because switches are really like pretty good about being in stock. Like if I go to my Target, right? No Xboxes, no Playstations, but you see them there. Yeah, I mean they are, but this is a bad time. I this this is still a bad time for Nintendo to release a new hardware skew. Because despite Nintendo being able to meet supply chain demand, like supply demand, like from for Nintendo Switches, it's still going to be difficult. Like this is still there is. I feel like there's definitely going to be out shortages of of Switch hardware for this specifically this OLED model. Uh, it's for a little bit, right? Like if it's it's available October eight, but I don't know how many people are going right. To I mean, pre-orders already sold out. Yeah. October eight. So I am very skeptical about Nintendo being able to circumvent any hardware shortage, like supply shortages, because the supply chain is fucking everybody. It's and Nintendo is not that special, right? Like it, it is affecting literally every per, every company that makes like something with the uh, integrated chip in it. Like it's just affecting everybody. So it's not just like the chips there. It's also like 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 the components that make the chips, like substrates and stuff like that, right? Which are being, which are in high demand and supply is not caught up. Uh, so it's, it's going to be problem. Well, it's actually smaller stuff too. Uh, Mike, Phil Spencer did an interview recently, right? And he's like, yeah, it's not even chips right now for us. It's Ethernet ports that are stopping Xboxes from being made. 
Yeah, Ethernet ports, which I was, which is like, I think to me is like, can, can the, like, it's like, uh, is it a hundred megabit port because, uh, the gigabit ports are sold out? Like, I, I like, I, I don't, you know, but it, I hope it's a gigabit port just for everybody's sake. Uh, but like, yeah, like hardware is, is it's affecting the entire supply chain for tech, like tech products like this is affected by the shortage. So it is going to be affected. It just, I understand Nintendo is making this available in October. Just, I think they're hoping that by the time December and the holiday season comes around, that the shortage will have like subsided enough for there to be more stock, right? There, I assume that's what they're betting on is that they're going to, they're going to release this in October, but people are going to be possibly most likely buying this during the holiday buying season in December or November. So like they're hoping by that time, the supply shortage has eased a little bit and they have more, the supply is like caught up. Uh, so that is, that is obviously a thing to think about when you think about buying one of these, uh, is, is the hardware. Uh, and I think one of the things I think you should mention, if you are an existing switch, like you have somebody who has a switch, there is little reason to upgrade right now. Uh, I'm not seeing any particular reason for me to upgrade. But I'm also not using the switch as much. And even if you're using the switch as much, I still don't see that. Like I've seen the general sort of reaction to this from most people is that they're like looking at this and they're like, "Yeah, I don't need to upgrade. Like there's there's nothing in here that really needs an upgrade, right? Like if if you really want the new dock with the with the Ethernet port, you can buy that one separately if you really want it. But other than that, the the actual console itself, there is there's seemingly little reason to actually upgrade which is good because you just saved at 350 dollars, which you can spend on buying more nintendo games so you know so actually before we move on to anything else though i want to i want to voice a little bit of beef with this switch pro right because i don't think it's about like even if you should buy it or not if you own an existing switch like that's whatever this this seems like it's a cash grab for people who haven't bought a switch yet you know give it like a higher end model it's it's for it's it's like a uh, this is a mid-cycle hardware refresh right like this nintendo it's very a nintendo thing to do is to have a mid-cycle Hardware refresh to encourage people who have not bought a Switch to buy a Switch. Right, right. But the thing, though, is they don't need new chips. You don't need new fucking, you know, NVIDIA hardware to have made this a Switch Pro. They honestly could have just ran the clocks higher and put better thermal interfaces in, right? It's a bigger model. There's more space to cool the chips. We could have at least gotten slight memory over clocks slight bandwidth overclocks right anything like more memory bandwidth maybe a little bit of extra ram you know things that that still make it like api compatible with the existing switch but you know just things to smooth out frame rates and there's and that would have been very easy to do with the bigger size because put more cooling because they're already charging more for it yeah but i would imagine they did not want to fuck with the design like hardware wise too much and this is the this big nintendo that never seemed to particularly care about Sort of the sort of the spec sheet sort of stuff. They, they never quite really care about the bandwidth stuff, even though it it affects not just third party developers but also themselves, right? Like you can see, like the flagship game on the Nintendo Switch was the Breath of the Wild, and that that chugged like that dropped frames. That did not run at a stable thirty frames. It 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 it, it was not stable thirty. It was dropping. It drops frames. I was talking to my brother about this recently. Actually, he was talking about how he was playing Breath of the Wild and he would notice frame drops. Uh, like he would just notice the game chugging. Right when the effects 
were happening on screen and the game can have a lot of effects going on. Like, it just starts dropping. Like, it affects them as well, but they don't seem to, like, they, it's not as a, much of a priority for them, it seems to. But they've done it before, though, with the 3DS. So, with the difference from the old 3DS, the original to the new Nintendo 3DS, it's a TV and an Apple, is that they added more RAM and they overclocked the processor. They, and, they, and that smoothed out performance in games like Smash Bros. It smoothed out performance in a bunch of games. I, I, like, I, I think this is, this, maybe they just see this as a mid-cycle refresh that is not particularly supposed to be like a major hardware upgrade. They just, this is not meant to be an upgrade for existing customers. Like we mentioned, it's meant to be a new entry point for customers, like potential customers that like don't have a switch. Right. I mean, honestly, I feel like this is supposed to replace the original switch and there is a newer switch model that wasn't ready. And this has probably been sitting on the shelf and they needed to get it out. Right. Like my, my, like I think what actually happened is before the pandemic, Nintendo was like, okay, we, we should have these, both of these ready of supply chains and like stuff align, right? For 2021. And then 2020 happened and getting an OLED screen on an existing hardware probably was far quicker to complete, right? Than all the chip work that probably got delayed. So they probably have been sitting on this for a while. Even if you had a new chip, yeah. Like even if you had a model with a newer chip, like it's like this, the, the, like the GPU, uh, CPU, like a silicon shortage just in general. Like it's going to make all this very difficult. And Nintendo probably decided it was worth just releasing what they can release right now with a mid-cycle refresh and wait it out until they can release something with the new hardware chip. Uh, the, so the Switch Pro is still, I would assume, still in the cards, but it's going to be 2023, I would assume, even if it, like, who knows? Uh, Honestly, I think they're probably going to do a Switch too. I think you're, once you, like, because a mid-generation refresh cycle, like, you can't go so many years, right, with, between that. Like, if we get to the Switch already being, like, eight years on the market, they're probably just going to push that all to the next version of it rather than like a mid-cycle one because Nintendo wants to resell Mario Kart to you for the fifth time, right? But you still, they want you to buy the Wii U version of Mario Kart three more times. Uh, so that is the Switch OLED model. Uh, 350 US dollars for the MSRP. Uh, October 8th is the supposed release date, but that does not mean you can be, you probably can get it at that date. Uh, because, because of hardware. Don't buy one pirate Nintendo games. Yeah. I mean, if you're already an existing Switch or Switch Lite, uh, owner, uh, there is little reason to upgrade, uh, at this point. Uh, so we are going to, I mean, I was going to dunk on the port forwarding thing, but I felt like we dunked on Nintendo enough, right? You know, let's, let's talk about. Uh, for once, it's, it's it's rare that we get to talk about Valve, right? Like we don't actually talk about Valve ever. Like it's on on this podcast, anyways, right? Like we don't we don't bring up Valve because Valve rarely does anything worth talking about for us, anyways. Like to it are sort of the the things that we cover in this podcast, but they have decided to do stuff. They have decided to specifically make a uh, hardware. A new bit of hardware that is not VR related, actually. It is actually a new portable console called the Steam Deck, which is a Switch-like. I'm calling it Switch-like because that's everybody's calling it a Switch-like, which makes sense. Uh, it is a portable console in the shape of a Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's big. It's bigger than the Nintendo Switch for sure, but... So it is two PS Vitas long. 
It is it is a big boy. Uh it's not a small small device. It is uh I'm going to start with the pricing again just to put this in context. Uh it is starting at 4 it's 399 but I'm going to just say it's 400 US dollars for the base model. There are multiple SKUs here for this Steam Deck. Uh so there is uh there's a the base SKU, right? Which is the one with comes with the 64 gigabytes of EMMC storage. Okay. So that's the base model. And there are two more SKUs. There is a 256 gigabyte storage model, which comes with the NVMe SSD, which is a PCIe Gen 3 by 4 uh, SSD. And the five, there's a 512 gigabyte, which is the high end, the highest, the highest SKU with, it's also an NVMe with, uh, with PCIe Gen 3 by 4. Uh, the higher end model also has the, is this, a, is it optional that you get an anti glare? Uh, coding on it is that is that like optional or is that included with the highest end model it comes with the higher end model okay so the highest end model also has the feature of it being like having an anti-glare display which which also is interesting to me and also there's differentiation here between the lowest like it is just like it's weird to me that they're doing this sort of segmentation on the storage here but the pricing makes it uh it kind of unattractive to be honest uh but I want to talk about. I mean, actually, I think we should take a pause for a moment. Can we? Can you explain why you hate EMMC so much? I think it's time for us to really have it because I feel like we talk about why that every time we talk about a service EMMC. I mean, you were both like, "That's gross," but I think it's time for us to like actually explain the the beef of it. Uh, yes, I think that's probably a good good idea to actually put context to EMMC. EMMC storage is bad because it is slow, right? Uh, and unreliable, right? It is EMMC is essentially like it's not, it's, it's flash storage, but it is the, like the lowest grade flash storage, right? Like, like all, all flash storage is not the same, right? Like different, there are different qualities and different price levels of, of quality, like, of, like storage of flash storage. And EMMC is more equivalent to SD cards than it is to SSDs. Right. Like, for example, what EMMC stands for is embedded multimedia card. Multimedia card made SD card, right? <laughs> so it is basically an SD card or USB drive with regards to its flash storage, the quality of it, which isn't bad if like a camera, right? Where you're only reading, yes, for a camera, it's but for a it's camera, random it's I.O. Yeah. Because it does not have a sophisticated controller with DRAM on it like a proper SSD does. So there's not a DRAM cache to actually cache files, the indexes of files, right? To make random writes better. Because you might look at the specs of an EMMC, you might say, oh, consistent read rates of 400, 500 megabits per second, right? Something like that, which doesn't sound bad. I mean, hey, it's not as good as like a gigabit per second NVMe drive, but for the price. But then you realize that it completely shits the bed in random I.O. Yeah, uh, and EMMC is, uh, as you mentioned, cameras commonly used this, right? In MMC cards used in Canon cameras, you know, and stuff like that, right? Compact compact flash i guess right uh, like it's finding cameras where it's not like cameras are just like writing files most of the time right like you're writing files it's not it's not particularly intense io right like you know like i mean relatively speaking to a video game console right i'd love to do a video like this is the thing that we are trying to say here is that emmc is bad big for for video game consoles because video games are io intensive these days right 
you're loading in, you're streaming in assets at quite a, like a lot of assets at significant, like you need it to be at a certain speeds and certain like random, like IO, IOPS, right, to be at a certain level for you to be able to load in all these assets quickly and not have to rely on loading screen tricks uh, that the previous generation consoles had to do because they had spinning rust drives with low IOPS. Um, so, and it's just not, it just, it just makes it seem like low tier storage just for this. I think, I think the Steam Valve just has this EMC model just to have a model that's like the low end that they can sell and be like, look, here's the starting price, right? To, to anchor the higher end models. Like they want you to buy the NVMe models, I feel like, but they have to have like a lower end model just so it doesn't look like their stuff is too expensive for starting off, right? I think that. Well, yeah, I think Valve like looked at the Switch, especially the Switch OLED, and it was probably like, yeah, we w- we want to start a starting model that's only X amount more than the Switch, right? You need to get that foot in the door where you can be like, oh, I want to get a Switch, or you can say, well, if for fifty dollars more, you could get this, and you know, it does all these things, you know, and it's a more capable machine, right? Right. So, so it is. It is. It is. The storage situation is not great. I'm not a fan of the UMMC storage. But if you are looking at this comparing to a switch, it's it's the it's, it makes more sense as to why they have this particular model with the EMMC. Well, and I can say too for for before we move on to the rest of the things, I know you are not you don't think it's an acceptable solution for we're talking at the pre-show. But if you are someone who's technical enough, buy the cheap one; it's socketable, right? So just pop out and put NVMe. And like I said, I know that's not for that's not an excuse for regular users. I know I should like I should mention what they mentioned in the in the spec sheet here is that they all the models use uh socketed two two three zero M dot two modules, which are not intended according to their documentation, it is not intended for user replacement. But uh if you are technically savvy and good with like disassembling hardware, uh, you will probably would be able to replace the socketed module, uh, if you really wanted to. But obviously that is not, uh, recommended for most people. Uh, and you would, I would suspect you would void the warranty on it if you did this and broke the device because you cut off, uh, you broke a ribbon cable or whatever, right? Like that's, that's a possibility with these kind of devices. So you have to be careful if you do this. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, it, it does come with uh, socketable models and also storage related. I think we should also mention on the, on the topic of bad storage, uh, it comes with a high, uh, with a micro SD card slot like the Switch does. Uh, and they said that you can, you can play games off the micro SD card and micro games on the micro SD card will show automatically. Like automatically show up in the OS when you when you put in a micro SD card. Um, I don't know how to put this like politely. I guess and the polite thing is micro SD cards are not really meant for that kind of IO. Uh, they are meant to be put in phones and cameras for uh like storing low IO requirements. Right? Like it's not. I I the valve is like yeah we we made some optimizations. I'm I'm very very skeptical as to how. Games that are not designed, like the games meant on, like running on the kind of games that are on Steam are not designed for 
for micro SD levels of IO. So I have yeah, like a game like Hades, right? Hades probably would run fine on micro SD. I don't think that would Hades will probably be fine. Hades is probably fine, but like but if we're going to say a game like um, Destiny Two, that's a bad that's a bad idea. Please don't run Destiny Two off of that. Yeah, I can you imagine like loading into a lobby and it's like you're waiting for the one person with the Steam Deck to load in? Like, come on, bro. Like, I, I, I don't listen. If you're an LFG for the raid, no Steam Decks allowed. <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna be a thing, isn't it? For sure. Uh, like, it's I, I, yeah. This is. I mean, I would. It's there. I, I mean, I'm not like like yeah, it's bad, but like I would assume the flexibility is good that to have some sort of extensible storage, right? Like that's not like like I mean, yeah, it's not going to be good storage, but you know, if you're really like you know, like you really want to like have like a large micro SD card for for some games, you know, like you could like split up the micro SD card and the internal storage, right? Like yeah, like you know, if I got a, if I got one of these, I would put all the indie games on the SD card, right? Celeste, all that, like yeah, right, like stuff that doesn't need as much I/O requirements. Like you can put it on the micro SD card, and games that have higher I/O requirements, you'd you'd probably put it on the, on the on the storage in the device. So you know, like it's not like a terrible thing, and it's good to have you know storage options at least. Like some extensibility is is good. Uh, so let's talk about other hardware here in the, in the spec sheet we're going through. Uh, the CPU and the GPU here. So we have an AMD APU in here, AMD uh, APU as in uh, it is a CPU with a GPU on the die, right? Uh, so we have a Zen 2 part for the CPU with four cores, eight threads, running at uh, 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz, I would assume. That's uh, that's like a burst. Uh, like it's not gonna run at that clock for most of the time. Only when it like in short burst uh, when it when it needs to. Uh, and the GPU is uh, is a art like a RDNA two uh, ch- chip uh, with two CUs with one point one gig- one to one point six gigahertz uh, clock speeds. Uh, it, this is not, and if you are familiar with console hardware of this generation, it is not surprising this hardware is here. This is like what, like similar to what the PlayStation Five and like the uh, Xbox Series X have. This is uh, like a custom AMD chip, which is obviously not available to outside of this hardware unit. Super strip back uh, as well. Like yeah. Super strip back, a uh, sort of custom design for this hardware hardware model and. Uh, Zen 2 is not the latest architecture from AMD, but that's, that's, uh, not, uh, Zen, Zen, I don't think anybody was expecting Zen 3 to be in this, but uh, it is Zen 2. And the thing, interesting thing, obviously for GPU nerds is this is RDNA 2 APU instead of a Vega APU that's like available on the current, uh, like current AMD APUs that are even Zen 3, right? Are not RDNA 2. They are Vega, right? So that is an architectural difference for people who care about this stuff. It doesn't really matter to most people. Like most people buying this, it's not really that relevant. But uh, for the people who watch Gamers Nexus, you know, uh, that's that's the kind of... Although speaking about that crowd, though, I think there's something that's a little interesting to me is that they actually kept it with boost and not at a fixed clock rate, right? 
because it's it's inter- it's a portable piece for regular computers. That's fine, right? Of course, like turbo up, turbo down. Who cares? You know that that's fine. But I feel like for a portable console, especially if say like this actually starts selling, and I'm like, let's say I make a game on Steam and I want to build a custom performance profile for the Steam Deck. If I don't have a fixed clock rate for the GPU and the CPU, I feel like that makes it harder to build a really great or optimized for a really great performance profile. Because, like, depending on thermal conditions, right, is it just going to throttle down? Like, that, how do you... It seems harder to have to account for that. Because on consoles, you don't. They run at a fixed clock rate, right? Fixed, right. Uh, so, uh, so there's this question. And uh, the power is, is marked as... The APU power is marked as 4 to 15 watts. And 15 watts is quite high for something that's portable, right? Like, I think Steve uh, mentioned this in the video they did about... Uh, Steve from Gamers Nexus mentioned it about the like 15 watts is a lot to cool in this sort of like like sort of portable design, right? So like, how is that going to work from a like a cool thermal perspective, right? Obviously, that's going to be one of those things that you need to you need the hardware to test for sure. But like like 15 watts is is, is significant. Uh, so I yeah, the questions a lot of questions here about the performance uh, related to the performance, of course, is the battery, right? This is this is a portable with a battery in it like what does that mean so, so let's talk about the battery as well so because we, we need to like talk about the relation to the cpu here is uh it is uh a 40 watt hour battery is what they're saying and it's fucking huge the switch battery is like 15 watts i think <laughs> it's fucking huge <laughs> yeah so it's a 40 watt hour battery but that in itself doesn't say much about the supposed regular average like battery life of the of the device so they are very they give a wide margin of two to eight hours of gameplay so i i think this is going to depend like the battery life is extremely depend going to be dependent on what you're doing with it like what game you're playing on it right like if you are playing like a uh, indie game that doesn't require uh, as much of the gpu and the cpu you're probably going to get higher battery life than if you're going to play, like, I don't know, like a Witcher 3 or whatever, right? Like, it's it's going to be more demanding. So that is, I mean, not surprising that it's going to, the, the battery life is going to vary a lot. Uh, it comes with a 45-watt uh, USB Type-C, like, power delivery power supply. So, you know. USB 3, not some weird uh, proprietary nonsense. What USB 3, though? What gen is it? Is it super I, speed? Do we really? I mean, actually, I, it's probably Gen three point two super speed because it does a dock style. Uh, I mean, hopefully, I mean, yes, yes. Uh, so let's talk about the display. Uh, then we'll get to like the controller and the connectivity and stuff like that. Uh, so the display is one is a one two eighty by eight hundred uh, as uh, uh, resolution display, which uh, it is a sixteen by ten aspect ratio for people who care about aspect ratios. It is uh, they're calling it uh, the display type is a uh, quote optically bonded bonded not bonded bonded IPS LCD uh, for enhanced readability close code. Like it's like IPS LCD not OLED. So you know. Uh, quality of the display remains to be seen. Obviously, uh, this this is not in anybody's hands as well. Seven inch diagonal size, uh, four hundred nits typical brightness. I don't know, dude. Is four hundred nits a good amount for this kind of display? I, I'm not actually too familiar with it. MacBooks. MacBooks go to three hundred nits peak. Okay, so it seems fine. Sometimes some MacBooks, the sixteen inch MacBook Pro, will go to five hundred. Um, 
iPhones go to a thousand, but because, but yeah, so like if you want to use for your context, your MacBook Air will go to 300 nits max brightness. Okay, that seems fine then, right? Like for for IPS LCD, uh, seems seems okay. Uh, there is a, a refresh rate of uh, 60 hertz, and it's also a touch screen, uh, so it is touch enabled. Uh, so you can interact with it with touch, I assume, with the Steam, uh, I guess the Steam big picture UI, uh, which is made for touch. Uh, and there is an ambient light sensor, I assume, to reduce brightness uh, accordingly. Seems fine, right? Like this is. Like nothing in nothing about this seems out of like character for something like this, right? Like the displays. Uh, the only thing that people were talking about is the aspect ratio being uh, sixteen by ten instead of sixteen by nine. Instead of it being seven twenty p, it is like a like a sixteen by ten aspect ratio, and I think that's fine. For most games, do support sixteen by ten resolutions, uh, especially one two eight zero by eight hundred. It's, it's, it's not a new resolution type. That's a pretty old, actually, resolution type. Uh, so like, uh, I think most games will run without any letterboxing, uh, like black bars, uh, on the top. Uh, so I think it should be fine. Uh, quality of the display is the biggest question uh, for me personally. So, uh, that's good. I mean, optically bonded IPS, that's what Apple did with the older iPhone. So I'm not too concerned about it, you know? I mean, like, I mean, it's, I don't think it's be the world's best display for the price, but I think it's a serviceable display, which is fine enough. Like, it's like the Switch Lite, like I think I said before, right? The Switch Lite, it's not a great display, but it works well enough. And the thing is about having a fixed hardware reference, if, well, there's always big ifs, because it's Valve, so who fucking knows they're just going to abandon this in two weeks. But if it sells enough and developers are optimizing for it, you can easily tweak games like Color Balance right for a specific display if you know it's a fixed hardware point. So, you know, it's not, there is, it, even if it's not like the best display, there's still stuff that can be done to improve the, the quality of it. Uh, so do we want to talk about the controller layout first? I feel, feel like this is... I think we should talk about the optional dock and then we go to controller because I think the dock's like another easier one. So there is a, a, a dock that comes with, uh, it's sold separately, actually. Uh, so it is. Uh, it comes with one X uh, USB A three point one port and two USB A two point ports. There is a Ethernet port on it. Speed is unspecified. Uh, we don't know if it is. Uh, I think it will probably be gigabit because I Valve, unlike Nintendo, seems to at least. Uh, be able to do networking properly uh so so it is probably a gigabit port but it is unspecified as of now uh there is uh ability to connect external displays with a display port 1.4 port and a hdmi 2.0 port so that is the uh docks and there's a power connection uh usb-c power delivery uh pass through right uh and there's a you connect it via like you connect it to the, the Steam Deck itself by a six-inch uh, USB-C captive cable that has like a low-profile, like ninety-degree connector to it. Like it's, it's it's like so you know it seems like it's just a dock, right? It's nothing particularly spectacular here, you know. It seems mostly. Uh, I wonder if they're gonna bring back the Steam controller, though. You know, um, given that you could in theory, I mean, I don't know if good this is like question. a good question. I don't option, think so. But... I think I think because Steam, I'm a Steam like Valve has very good support. SteamOS, rather, has very good support for third-party controller types, like uh, standard controllers like Xbox and even PlayStation controllers. So I would assume they just they just leave that to the third-party market. Like, they just leave people to buy Xbox or 
whatever other controller they want to use, right? Like they don't, they, they, they have the, what is it called? X input, uh, standard supported, right? Like they have the standard support in there, in the OS, in the Steam OS and in the, in the UI. So they, they'll just be, leave that to people who make controllers. So I, I don't, I don't think they're going to bring back the Steam controller. They, they seem to not be interested in that. They, they, I think they realize that, you know, the controller market, uh, like there's enough choices already so seems fine the doc seems fine uh so control controller on the on the device this is uh this is where it all starts falling apart for me personally i the layout is okay so there is uh there is a d-pad uh on the left side there are two thumbsticks there are two trackpads on one on each side a square trackpad surrounded square trackpad on each side uh there is uh, an A, B, X, Y button layout on the right side at the top right corner, which um, uh, I don't know about you, but I like my thumbs are not that long. Uh, and also, there are four buttons on the back, one on each side. There's an L4 and L5 on the, I guess that would be the left, and the an R4 and R5. But square buttons on the back, like the two buttons there. I you could you could just check that there's a nice like diagram on uh, for it uh, on on the Steam Deck dot uh, com website, so you can you can check this for yourself. But this is I I'm very skeptical about. There's also like obviously L one and L two and R one and R two buttons on the top left and right corners. So you know mostly standard except for this extremely weird positioning of the like the sort of the A B X Y. Like I, this seems extremely ergonomically questionable. I am not going to like like say it's going to be bad right away because uh, obviously one of, this is one of those things that ergonomics is 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 dependent on the person and whatever. But like I looking at this, my hands, my my fingers are like, what the fuck is this shit? It looks bad. Like it just doesn't seem ergonomically fit uh, to me personally. So I, I like how are you feeling about this 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 layout. Like, I <laughs> so this I I my opinion on why they added these or why they are positioned the way they are is for thermals. I actually think these are the only cool spots on it because if you imagine it, where's the chip at? Probably in the middle of the back, right, or like upper of the back. And then what you know for a normal thermal design, you have you know, uh, what does Steve from Gamers Nexus say? Uh, you got your you got your fins going out right. You got your you thermal got your pipes. Fin stack. You got yeah, you got your fin stack. stack. <laughs> got the ther- well, you have thermal pipes, right? That'll probably be carrying it to the edges. Thermal pipes. I mean, this is the this, there's no fin stacks here. I mean, I don't imagine. But it, it, ha- it would have like thermal, you know, copper pipes or whatever, right? And I would imagine they are carrying it away from the center of the console. So I, by the time it gets to where your hands are at, the heat's probably dissipated the most that it can. So I imagine they have it at those tips there because that's the coolest spot and. For long-term gameplay sessions, you kind of have to balance it between yes, you can have more ergonomic controls, but what if it's a hotspot? Right. I mean, I, I yeah, no, I, I understand. That's 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 a good point actually. The thermals. So there is a like the, there's a fan vent on the top, right? Uh, there's a fan vent on the top. So like the switch, it will vent heat from the top, right? Which makes sense. Uh, that's that's pretty typical. There's also a vent on the back. Uh, there's a there's a fan vent. That'd be intake though. I don't think they've said so far if it's intake or not. Oh, is that that's an intake vent? I, th- I mean, not, that's not. I guess that's it's not a not an out, not output vent. Like it is intake air. So so it is going to take air through there and going to vent it out to the top. I guess that's the way. Like it's going to be 
this like the the thermal piping layout is going to be. I I carry the heat from the uh, SOC out through the top, right through the, the intake vents. Okay, sure. Uh, I yeah, I mean yeah, that 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 the thermal constraints make sense. Uh, I am I'm, I'm curious how it's going to feel long like long usage. I mean, the thing with these things is like, how does it feel to use this for like hours? Uh, that's that's my question. Right. Uh, that's, that's obviously going to be dependent on the person and like how you feel about doing a claw grip on a control, on a controller. Like, I know, and not every- I feel like, I feel like this controller is, so the switch is not friendly to people with big hands. This is not friendly to people with small hands, right? No, it really, I trust me, someone with big fingers and a large, not large, extremely large hands, but like large-ish hands where like the, like it's very uncomfortable for me to use like the the A B buttons on the on the switch on the any buttons on the switch because they're so small and my hands are my fingers are large enough where it becomes uncomfortable so which is why I prefer the pro controller instead because of the bigger buttons. Uh, right. But then this though, right? This is if you have small hands, I don't see a world where this fits in your hands, right? Like I like I I don't I mean it's not problematic of me to say this but I don't know a better way to say it. Valve seems to make this for Americans with big meaty claws. You know what I mean? Like this seems like made for Americans with big old meaty claws and not anyone else. Yeah, I have many questions. I have many doubts about like people with smaller hands being able to use this device comfortably. Uh the weight as well, like the size and the width, uh like it's a little bit uh seems a little bit questionable. But we will that, that's one of those things that will bar like when this actually comes out, people can talk about that. If this comes out, man, they did pre-orders and it's not even expected shit. Can we just talk about that? People are fucking pre-ordering this and it says Q2 to 2022, Q2 2021. Yeah. So there's, uh, okay. So at least I'll give Valve credit on this. They have a reservation system, uh, which, which is designed to prevent scalping, right? They have a, you have to pay a $5 reservation fee to reserve a device, reserve, uh, I guess a pre-order. Uh, but yeah, to, uh, it's already ridiculous times for expected order availability, a quarter two, 2022. And for the highest end model, it's actually slipped to quarter three of 2022. So if you're planning on getting this, uh, you know, you're going to be strapping, you're going to be in here for a while. Uh, so don't expect this to come out anytime soon. Uh, that is also, uh, that's also a problem because uh, ship, ship charter is going to be affecting this as well. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's going to, it's going to take time for this to ship out. At least, at least with Valve, they have a better order system than most of these console manufacturers, you know, like, so, uh, I will give Valve credit. That they actually have a proper reservation system where you know you get a reservation, you pre-order your thing, you do the you do the you pay the money. You don't have to be waiting on bots to tell you about like what is in stock or whatever. Like that's it's actually a decent system. So you know, like kudos to Valve for being able to do e-commerce properly. You know, it's not not something. I mean, the Steam store went down with this launch. Let's be real. I mean, Steam store went down, but at least you know, like you could get your reservation in, you get the pre-order in, whatever. Like you know, it's not you're not waiting for. Yeah, it's it's a better system than what Sony and Microsoft are doing with their. That's true. That's true. Valve went more the Apple route with it, which is probably the better one to do. It really, really did, which is good because that's how it really should be. <laughs> so, though, it's time for the shootout. This versus the Switch. Which one do you get? If you are a gamer 
who needs real games and none of this Nintendo shit. I don't know. But yeah, like which one, which one, if so, if you had to buy a portable console, what would you buy? That's a great question, actually. I, I, I didn't actually think about this because I'm not actually buying one of these, to be honest, because I don't really particularly see a need for me right now for a portable console. But to be honest, if I was buying a portable console, I would be tempted to go with the Switch because just to be able to like, I feel like the Switch is more coherent and a better... Like, Nintendo has a better track record with portable hardware, and, like, the Switch is a more coherent product, feels like to me. And, I like, I don't know what value... Like, this is this is me with the... Like, this is... The device is not out yet, so it's hard for me to, like, trust Valve to make this a proper device that they're going to support long-term. At least with Nintendo, I know they're going to do bullshit. But with Nintendo, at least you know the hardware has like some level of coherent. Like if they're gonna support it long term, it's gonna have proper games coming out, first party games for it, even if I don't like most of them. You know, like so it's like I would, I'm leaning towards the Switch, but eh, you know. I mean honestly too, and and Nintendo decided to use a superior BSD over fucking Arch Linux. So you know there's that. <laughs> Oh God! So okay, like yes. Yeah, so uh, the Steam OS uh, 3.0 that's running on this is based on Arch Linux, and it is uh, just I'm 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 actually happy about this. It actually, makes me really happy. It is running KDE Plasma for the desktop. I mean, what else would you run though? And please, please, d- 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 people do not add us saying some tiling window manager. Who go fuck yourself? No, don't put a tiling window manager on the on the Steam Deck. Please don't do that. Please, if you buy a Steam Deck and hook up a Model M keyboard to it and use it as a real Linux desktop, you you keep you you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. <laughs> so yes, it is running uh, running KDE. I saw screenshots of it from the IGN uh, piece. Uh, like it, it it was a very KDE like desktop, like KDE Plasma desktop. You know, like with a large clock on the on the right corner. You know. Like the icons on the very Windows 10 esque, uh, just like how KDE looks like these days, right? It looks good. Like it look, it looks great. I I think KDE Plasma is is a good UI. I think it's good design, and I'm glad that they chose KDE because it could have fucking GNOME three nonsense or whatever. Uh, I'm glad they didn't. They chose a good desktop environment. <laughs> that's oh, you bait. can also put Windows <laughs> on bait. here. I'm ignoring that. <laughs> you can also put w- Windows on this if you'd like. I love how you did take the bait is, at all. The bootloader is open with it. Um, I think it's something actually interesting to mention. This is PC gaming hell, right? Like you can't put the Epic Game Store on here. You can have your UPlay launcher. Yes, you can put the you can put whatever you want on it. That's what Valve's like. Yeah, you can just put software. Like it's not locked down. Like. It's not, it's not like it's not having some like a lockdown operating system that we can run. You can run whatever you want on it. You can install like you can, I mean, there's questions to be asked about the BIOS and what what's going on over there. Like, how are you going to get other OSs to install properly on this? You know, but you know, people will figure it out, and it's not locked down, so you know more. God, someone's going to get fucking Mac OS running on this, aren't they? Absolutely, somebody's going to get running Mac OS. Somebody's going to run Gen two on this for sure. Uh, can you imagine compiling everything? from scratch uh, on this fucking Zen 2 part. You know, actually, though, real talk, holy shit, wait a minute. Yo, someone's going to put a fucking AOSP port on it, and I can play Gotcha on this. Let's go. Let's fucking go. You know, absolutely. It's going... I mean, you can, I mean, like you can run emulators on this, right? You're going to be able to run emulators on this. You can be able, be able to emulate all sorts of stuff. It's a very... It's a, it's a PC. 
It's a, it's a good, it's a, it's a PC. So I, I changed my mind actually. This is, um, this is better than the Switch because it is now Love Life School of Festival's Idol All Stars approved. It is now. I mean, it, listen, listen, if you're looking for a PC, a portable PC that has flexibility like this, I, you could do a lot worse. Uh, like the, your contenders are like the GPD win and stuff like that, right? Like, you can run stuff. You can run Linux on it. You can have a portable server. Like, you know, like it's, uh, it's flexible. You can, you can like have this be like your portable server, like thing that you carry around with you. You know, it has got flexible storage capabilities. Oh my God. You know, what you can do, you can fucking get the dock, hook up like a drive caddy and fucking run a raid NASA raid off your fucking Steam Deck. Oh my deck. fucking God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God, bro. I'm oh gonna, Lord. Yeah, fuck it. That's the gameplay. I'm going to buy one of these and just fucking put free NAS on it. Who gives a fuck? Oh my. Yeah, you could like, this is the thing, right? Like, I mean, the, uh, like if you're looking for a games console, I don't like know if this is a great, one is going to be a great one or not but if you're looking for a portable machine that can run games as a thing but you don't like you can do other stuff on it like yeah yeah this is this is like well is it the sales pitch basically like 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 listener i want you to close your eyes if you're driving i take no liability for what happens after this um do not do not do not close your eyes close your eyes and think to yourself would you love a portable console that runs a little hot but can run your favorite Electron apps, can run all of your favorite kernel-level anti-cheat software, and lets you run 10 launchers. And you can also put Mumble on, and you can be tracked with that new version of Audacity. If you if you thought to yourself, that sounds fucking popping, this is for you. And listen, unlike, and unlike the Switch, this has Bluetooth 5.0 audio for con- and controllers and accessories. So connectivity-wise, you're set. Like Bluetooth 5, Holy shit, bro, bro! You can fucking hook up an eGPU to this. Can you with the uh, with the? Uh, is it what is it? It's, is it? Wait, wait! Is it Thunderbolt? Is it Thunderbolt four? Let me triple check. I don't know if it's Thunderbolt. So fuck, that's the fuck! Thing, let me open I, this I, up. I, I, let me I, I open up this page because it, there's no like it doesn't say if it's Thunderbolt or not. Um, let me see here. Let me go to tech specs. Nah, we we gotta check this. Okay, so we're going to what kind of port is this? Because all you need is at least forty gigabit per second over Ethernet. Okay, so it says uh, USB 3.2 Gen 2 on the dock. Uh, I guess, though, it says USB-C with DisplayPort 1.4 alt mode support up to 8K at 60 hertz or 4K at 120 hertz. Uh, so I don't know if that's what you want uh, for. I don't know if that's what support. I, I don't know if I don't think eGPUs are going to be supported because eGPU support is very OS dependent and also uh, hardware is like eGPUs are not 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 the best place I think right now. So I, I don't I don't think. Well, I mean the thing is because he's for VR, right? The processor is fine enough to run VR, right? If you have an eGPU going with it. Mm, yeah, Valve is not really pitching this as a VR device. They, they I think they mentioned that in an interview that they did with for IGN is that this is not meant to be a VR device. It's a low power device for sure. Uh, I I think we forgot to mention the RAM. It has 16 gigabytes of LPDDR5 on it, uh, on board, uh, just on board RAM. Seems like it is socketed. And it's not like, like, uh, I don't know if it's, you can remove it and upgrade it. I would assume not. I would assume it's soldered on to the board. They didn't specify, but I would assume it's soldered to the board. Uh, but yes, so there is a, there's a 16 gigabytes. Uh, connectivity wise for the Wi-Fi, uh, it's a dual band Wi-Fi radio, uh, obviously 2.4 and 5 gigahertz, 2x2 MIMO 
with uh, 802.11. So this is Wi-Fi 6 or 5? Is this 6 or 5? I don't actually know. Sounds like 5. I think it's 5. I think it's it goes up to AC. So AC, I think, is live. I forget these weird naming scheme that they're doing. So yeah, it's Wi-Fi 5 probably, which is fine. Seems seems good enough for what it is. Uh, it, it's got Bluetooth 5.0. Like I mentioned, it's also got a 3.5 millimeter uh, stereo headphone jack. Uh, it's got microphones on it. Uh, I don't know how that's going to sound. <laughs> it's recording a podcast with the stereo. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, that's the new experience. Uh, um, so yeah, there's multi-channel audio supported over the display port. Uh, over here. So that basically means you can carry surround sound. Is what that's saying, right? Over. Oh, okay. That's that's cool. That's good. Uh, so it's 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 nice. It weighs about uh, approximately 669 grams. That's actually pretty heavy. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, so I mean, the thing is, I'm looking at the, one of the videos right now. They got someone hooked up to the desktop playing Crusader, Crusader Kings. That's you. That's yeah, literally you. That's me. Yeah, that's that. I saw, I saw that image. I was like, you know what? Yeah, uh, I could see myself being the kind of gamer that's like, fuck my, fuck my expensive desktop PC. I'm gonna buy a Steam Deck, connect it to my ROG monitor, and play Crusader Kings three at 1440p. Let's go. This is the future of gaming, right there. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. You know, I'm gonna be real though. I, I wish this takes off for the fact of that. I I do think that, and it doesn't have to be Valve, but like getting the work they're doing on Proton and getting these anti cheats. Even though I still think, even if it's on Linux, I don't fucking anti cheats gross, and there should be better methods outside of the garbage we have right now. But I know it's an s it's an evil to get games to be poured over. So whatever. But basically, getting all that support to Linux will start to raise more viability, right? Because Valve's goal is to get the, all Windows games running on Proton by the end of the year for the pro, for this, right? And so if they actually end up achieving that goal, then hey, that makes desktop Linux viable. And you know what that means? It's the year of the Linux desktop. M- memes aside, what that actually means is hopefully they can bring Steam boxes back like as a viable concept. Like if this sells well enough, then maybe we could actually get Steam boxes back and get like, because my thing is, the only reason I have an Xbox is because I just don't want to build a game. I don't want to use Windows. But I'm not opposed to PC gaming. So if I could get like a proper Steam box or this performance is good enough, hook it up to my TV, I would not be opposed to actually switching over to like using Steam as a storefront for games, right? Like it actually doesn't bother me. I just like memeing about it because it's real funny to make fun of PC gamers who need to touch grass. But like, you know, I just, it, there's, there's, there's pipe dreams for this. And if anyone can burn enough cash to make it happen, it's probably Valve. It's probably Valve. Um, so this is like positioned in a way to be sort of like a loss leader, right? Hardware model to have uh, people like get more people buying games on Steam. Obviously, that's that's Valve's primary business, right? That's that's what how they make money. Uh, and, and I think they would be able to take a loss on the hardware sales here to to make it up for people buying games on Steam. So I I, I the Steam boxes were uh, abject failure. Uh, but the concept is not actually a terrible thing. I think just Valve needs to commit to it properly, uh, which they have not. Uh, but maybe they, if, if this one is successful enough, they, they will feel the need to commit to it further. And also we should mention the Steam OS 3.0. They mentioned that this is going to be available to OEMs, 
paid for licensing. Uh, so that means that other people could make a different things with it. Like they could make a Steam box thing. Not They wouldn't call it a Steam box probably for other reasons, but they could make a gaming pre-built box that runs SteamOS 3.0. Like, you know? Or you can buy like one of those Win GPD devices, right? Those Win 3 GPD, all those, right? And just flash it onto there and and use it as a Steam Deck that's just, you know, a different version of it. Exactly. There are possibilities here and just that Valve needs to stay committed to improving SteamOS and Proton. So that is the thing that is the biggest, like, you know, like they need to f- keep doing it. They need to keep like, iterating on it and make it better for people to actually be able to or willing to make other hardware devices for for this OS. So, you know, uh, hopefully uh, Valve is uh, Valve is a weird company. It's hard to gauge where... where... And I mean, now's the time, isn't it? Because there's so many, like, you know, people getting to PC gaming who aren't nerds, you know? Like, are they, like, techie, right? But, but like, I... Like, especially, you go on Twitch nowadays, right? And I don't mean... What I want to say is I don't mean as a slight towards any of the streamers, but you hop into the streams, they're all playing on PC, but... I would not consider them like super technical, like literate, right? With regards sure. to like no, no, no. specs and that. And that's, and that's fine, of, of course. Of... But that means that there's a bigger audience now. Cause you go in 10 years back when Steam boxes were a thing, like it really was like people who PC game were a lot more hardcore. But I feel like the last decade, especially with stuff like, you know, Overwatch League and all these other esports leagues, League of Legends, right? As those come through, a lot of people who are coming into PC gaming now are people who don't know much about like computer hardware, but still game on PCs and know enough to at least like spec out their own or they buy gaming laptops. And for those people getting one of these, assuming that Valve hides the Linux part of Linux, please don't at me Linux nerds, assuming they hide those bits can actually be a pretty good experience for them. Right. I think that's the, that's the, like the hope, like that's sort of the dream here, right? Is that Valve can actually make it, make it happen, like make the Linux stuff sort of be seamless, make the OS happen. Make people OEMs care about this. Make other people want to put SteamOS on their devices and have a ecosystem. Right, and an ecosystem play for Valve would be interesting because they tried this before, but they didn't commit to it and it failed because they didn't really, like, really didn't really focus on it too much. And if this attempt succeeds, I would hope that it's, it's it's a better look. Like it's hope. Like it's. It's a good thing for PC gaming as a whole, I think, to have this sort of thing happen in the market because the PC gaming market being filled with like the hardcore is, while it is like good for like high margin hardware, it's not really sustainable and it doesn't really give a wide range of like options. Like I, I want the PC gaming market to have more diverse hardware configurations you know like so i want a portable market to exist and thrive for pc gaming you know there's no reason why we can't have windows running on portable devices like this and be able to play games like the hardware is there we can do it like it's just you know being able to put it together with the os and the software so you know it's uh hopeful that valve can i'm not too hopeful because it is valve and uh valve does not have a good track record on this particular front, but you know, maybe maybe, maybe they're a little bit different this time. So that's that's the uh, that is the Steam Steam Deck. You go to steamdeck.com if you want to look at the tech specs or if you want to do the reservation thing. You know, if you're interested in buying one of these, but you're gonna be you're gonna be in for a long wait. But you know, if you if you want this, it is 
uh, I think on the Vergecast, uh, it was mentioned, it's a very like nerdy device, like the way it's designed. It's meant for hardware nerds for sure. Uh, I know a lot of hardware nerds are looking at this and like very interested in the hardware part of it. So, you know, if you're that, go, go, go do that. Uh, Wrapping this up, show notes, uh, twoshadesofbrown.com, uh, email address, contact at twoshadesofbrown.com. Send us feedback. Are, did you pre-order, uh, one of these? Are you, did you, are you buying a Switch OLED model? If you're a new, if you're, if you don't have a Switch and you're buying a Switch OLED model, you know, uh, let us know what you, how you felt about it. Uh, Chosa, where do, where do people, where do people find you? Actually, I do, I should probably mention mine, sadiksafe.com. Is where you can find me uh, at packetcat at tinforward.social for the Mastodon. And Chosa, uh, where, 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 what is your, what do you see segue segment this week? <laughs> what is, what is, actually, I'm going to skip the segment this week because this Discord call is dying. So I don't want to lose anything. So yeah, uh, this is, it, it'll be edited out for y'all listening. I'll keep this part in at the end. But uh, this, this week's, this show has been a pain in the ass for, for this week because my Discord call has been dying. So I'm pretty sure I've been talking over you mostly because you randomly cut out. My recording died once. I'm going to go fucking play Skyward Sword on my new Nintendo Switch. I don't have a new Nintendo Switch. It's a Switch Lite. Um, but yeah, y'all can find me online yelling about how motion controls are bad um, at um, chosefinder.xyz. My website, chosefine.website, and uh, chosefine on Twitter. All right. With that, goodbye. Bye.